Hi, and welcome to episode 47 of the Twisted Stitches podcast, a podcast about knitting and other fiber adventures. We're your host, Twee and Kimberly. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We are recording on Saturday, October 22nd, 2016. Of carbs, yeah. That's what I was actually gonna say. If you were actually, Is that what you were gonna if you, say? well, if you were gonna say, "How are you?" Because sometimes you say it first. Yeah. I was gonna say, "Full of carbs." Full of carbs. Yes. And about to be full of donuts. Uh, so here yeah. we are, dear. Here we are, dear listeners. <laughs> this is what's happened today. This is what's happened today in your Kimberly and Twee world. Yeah. Well, it's like eight fifteen right now. It's eight fifteen. We've done something that we swore we would never do. Yes. We've done something that is so thought upon as being a negative <laughs> we have done something that you might not even guess what we have done that would make us feel so tired <laughs> we have had dinner had a heavy pasta dinner and then decided to podcast. record a podcast yeah we did this once that is not what one you were time thinking we were just saying like, we were gonna say we were gonna eat ice cream you know episode like i don't even know 10 or something. 10 million. You know, like really early on. <laughs> or episode two. <laughs> yeah, something really early on. Uh, I came to Kimberly's house on a weeknight and usually recorded on a weekend, but I came on a weeknight and we decided to have dinner before we recorded. Because we were starving. Yeah, because we were starving. But then, of course, we ate and then we had to record and then we were so tired it was and a bad idea. in food coma and we'd worked all day. And I just remember I was feeling so sluggish and sleepy. And after that, we said we should never, ever record after eating, like, dinner. So, Especially dinner because it's already late, you know. I think we've probably eaten after brunch or something. I mean, recorded after brunch before. But, like, a dinner is just a bad idea. And we haven't since. No. But today, for some reason. Until now. Yeah, it just worked out that, uh, yeah, I came over, played with the blueberry. Yep. And then we had pasta with crazy cheesy garlic bread. Cheesy garlic bread. Soaked in butter. And cheese. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's kind of like we just had the equivalent to Thanksgiving dinner and now we're gonna podcast. Yeah. So we're gonna see how this goes. And we've and I've been out all day. I'm super tired. She's been out all day. I've been out all day. I think that we might have um we might have misjudged. Our energy level. Actually, I feel more energetic, I think, than I did that last time we recorded after dinner. Maybe. Also, I want to comment that we're now currently eating donuts. Yes. I have I not know. eaten a donut yet, but I brought my donut in here. Listen, I know what you're thinking. You just said, you're thinking, Kimberly, truthfully, you just said that you were so full. Twee, you just said that you were so full of carbs. How could you possibly be eating a donut? Well, dear listeners... <laughs> I'm here to tell you it is possible because there is something called a dessert stomach mm -hmm. that both of us have. Mm -hmm. And this stomach... I think I have two of them. Twee might have two of them. Mm -hmm. It's rare. Mm -hmm. It's rare. But luckily, we both have it. And it's a stomach <laughs> that only allows dessert in mm -hmm. after you've had a meal. Yeah. It's very small. Not that small. Yeah, not that small. But it's pretty small. Yeah. And usually goes undetected mm -hmm. in normal doctor checkups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... 
I'm here to tell you that both Twee and I have a dessert stomach. Yes. Again, Twee might have two. Mm-hmm. Further investigation pending, depending on how many mm-hmm. donuts she can eat tonight. And this in no way affects our normal eating habits. Our, yeah, our normal foods, like our normal consumption, food stomach, non-dessert yeah. stomach, yeah. So, as we call it. I just wanted you guys, I mean, you know. I, I, I just, in case you guys were worried about us, don't you know, be. eating the, like these donuts right after like a carby dinner, don't worry. This is going into our other stomach, our dessert stomach. Yes. So we're, we're fine. Yes. And I only bought, I don't know, I think a dozen donuts. Yes. We're good. Yes. But by the time we get back outside of uh, this room from recording, uh, we're pretty sure Iron Muffin will have eaten at least, I don't know, three donuts? I'm going to say three. Okay. And these are large donuts. These are big donuts. He actually tr- ran towards the donut box <laughs> when he was he was threatening us that he was going to eat all the donuts after we podcast. And While we, we gonna, podcast. Yeah, we were going to come out and there weren't going to be any donuts. And then he ran towards the donut So we box. had to go out and save some donuts. Yeah. So we actually have, that's why we're eating the donut now, even though we are rather full, but we couldn't let Iron Muffin eat them all. Yeah. He's the worst. And <laughs> He is, is the worst roommate. The worst roommate. And in case you're He's wondering... He's that roommate that goes into your fridge and eats all the food that's labeled yours, even though yeah. he knows that it's yours. Just because he's hungry. Yeah. That's yeah. him. And then doesn't replace it. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested, uh, these donuts are from The Donut Man. The Donut Man! Which is a donut shop out way in Glendora, which is pretty far from us. It's uh, like... It's like odds. It's like an hour away. No. 40 minutes? Maybe yeah. an hour with traffic. Well, maybe. Anyway, uh, it they they're known for making seasonal donuts, like uh, seasonal fruit donuts. They do strawberry donuts and peach donuts when they're in season. Right now, there's it's kind of like wintry fruit. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like we should be like bubble gum, bubble fried gum? shrimp, fried shrimp, fried shrimp, Cajun <laughs> shrimp, <laughs> glazed donut. Chocolate donut, Chocolate donut. <laughs> Boston cream donut, mm. jelly donut, lemon donut, tiger tail donut. Tiger tails are my favorite. Donut. Anyway, they do these seasonal donuts that they're famous for, but their other donuts are really good too. And right now, they didn't really have any fruit ones that were like, like you know, super crazy looking. Bavarian cream donut. But uh, they did have a pumpkin cream donut. Which Chocolate donut. My friend, you know, our friend Adrian did buy. I didn't try it though. So Glazed chocolate donut. <laughs> It's a very good donut shop, and I was actually, I was passing by on the way back because I had gone apple picking this morning. Apple donut. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> and, and, yeah, on the way back, I thought, well, if I'm actually going to just sort of pass by the exit on the freeway. There's no reason to pass by I the might exit as well and not stop. Just go, because I'm not out there very often. Yeah. So, and luckily we went, there wasn't a huge line. There was only a few people in front of us. Because sometimes, depending on when you go, there can be a really long line. We went, the last time I went to Donut Man, I went with Twee and Iron Muffin. And we waited in line. I was so pregnant. It was like 9 o'clock? It was like 9 o'clock at night and there was a line through the parking lot. And we waited. They go pretty fast. (laughs) Iron Muffin too said, he saw the line and then said, like, let's just go back. Let's not wait in this line. And I said... It took us, like, 40 minutes to drive here. Yeah. Your wife wants a freaking donut. Pregnant. Pregnant. I'm like, we are getting in that freaking line. And we're like, you can go sit in the car. <laughs> and that's why she's my best friend, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm her wife. She's her first will, wife. Yeah, because she will bitch yeah. slap my husband. No <laughs> well, then joke. he ate the donuts. So oh, like yeah. He, didn't he eat totally the ate the donuts. It's not even like he, like, pretended to not eat the donuts. He was like, he was just like, okay, yeah. And then he ate all the donuts. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he got mad. 
Do you remember? Do we were going that? home because, yeah, we had like all these donuts and then we made him wait because we waited oh, till, till we, we got get home. to your house. Oh. We waited till we got to Twee's house. So it was like a half oh, an hour. Oh, because you came in and you, we sat and ate donuts. We sat and we had like milk and stuff with the donuts. And Al was like, he wanted to eat the donuts in the car. <laughs> and we wouldn't let him. He, he really so likes sweets. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so we have donuts, guys. And hopefully we won't sound too sleepy. I but I feel like we do. <laughs> I don't think we're going to sound too sleepy. Um, I already feel more alert than I did the last time. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now that we've talked about donuts for, like, ten minutes. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Best if you guys podcast wanna, ever. <laughs> if you guys want to stop now and go get a donut, yeah. so you can then listen to us while we Just eat donuts, us. too, that's cool. Pause us. Yeah, we'll put wait. us on pause. If you're in the car driving to work, stop by for a donut, yeah. and then keep going. Yeah. So, we're like, yeah. Yeah. Because we want to eat donuts with you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, on to knitting? Yeah. Okay. Whip it. Whip it. What are you working on? I <laughs> still working. It's okay. I'm still working on the lovely lace, leaf lace shawl scarf scarf that yes. thing <laughs> i can't even speak from the pearl soho um, website from the pearl soho website and i have to tell you it is looking very nice it is looking very nice um i am really close to being done i have half a ball of yarn left oh cool maybe maybe <sighs> you're just oh, you're on the stocking net section now so you did all the like lace i did all the lace i think i have maybe 125 yards left Okay. Or something. Okay. Not even. I think maybe 100 yards. Like, I don't I don't have that much. Okay. I think it'll be done. I think, I'm hoping it'll be done. I think I said this last time, too. Yeah. But really, I think it's going to be done before You're the next time. You're pretty far along. I think you just have to do a few more inches of stock in it and then graft it, right? Yeah. Okay. And I I am so far ahead that I actually did look at a grafting video. Oh, okay. So I, now I know how to graft. Okay. Because so, that's how close I am. What I kind of grafting do they have you do? Is it like a... Is it just like a Kitchener stitch or something else? Or um, no? I don't know what it's called. It's So she makes it so – this was the video I found on YouTube. You line it up with the other side, right, upside down. Uh-huh. And then you take a tapestry needle. Yeah. And, yeah, you just weave it in and out of the open oh. – the live stitches. Maybe it is kind of like – maybe it's like a sewn thing, like a sewn bind off or something. It's not um, – it looks like it, – it, lo- it ends up looking like stockinette. Right, right. Um, I don't know how she did it. It was magic. Okay. okay. It was the devil's work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I hope we're not going to get right like, messages I know, for that. I hope, I guess. <laughs> Dude, that was a joke. Sorry for any people who that joke. offended. I don't know. It was a joke, knitters. If only that's all the devil did, if there was a devil. <laughs> if, only, that's, if that's, like, if only he, the, if there is a devil, we would be so lucky if all he did was just mess up our knitting, I right? Have to, I, I have to say, like, I say much worse things in real life, so I'm sorry if I offended anyone, but I thought that was hilarious. I mean, anyway, I thought it was funny. Um, so, yeah, so, um, um, what's it called? Grafting? Grafting yes. is just really, really cool now for me. It is cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to start it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And the lady, the, the the nice older lady in the video, she was hilarious. She's like, yeah. explaining <clears throat> it, and she makes a lot of sense, and then she's like, you know, she's trying to be encouraging. She's like, you know, try it out yourself. Cut up a sweater that you're working on, and then we'll just <laughs> start grafting it back. You're and like, what? Like, what? Hey, no. She's so calm, and I'm like, I don't possess that sort of calm, especially when I'm cutting up some knitwear. Oh, like, man. Maybe she meant, like, an old sweater that I you don't, don't like anymore? It was just really funny, because I literally, like, stopped the video and rewound it, like, went mm. back, and she's like, 
you know, you need to practice it, right? She's totally logical. This was like、uh, a very nice. And she's like, you know, you need to practice this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you know, so. Do you know who? So cut, cut up the sweat. Do you know what like, video what? it was?、Uh, I'll, I'll find it because I'll,、okay, I'll send recognize it to the lady. And she has a bunch of other videos on there.、Okay. She was, it, it was very well informative. It was,、oh, well, no. it was informative. Okay. So, that's so funny. So that's where I am right now. Okay.、Um, I think I'll be done soon. And then I'm moving on to, well, yesterday、mm-hmm. was the Blueberry's six month birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Blueberry! Six month Blueberry! So, six month Blueberry means that we are halfway through to a year. Right.、Um, yes, I know. I'm so good at math. And that means that I really need to start getting her one year、Your、birthday、mm-hmm. gift. Okay. So, that will probably be one of the things that I start in the next couple weeks. Okay. Is the one year birthday gift. And it'll probably be very small. It'll be like、yeah, a little, little hat. booties or hat or something. Yeah. Man, I saw this really cute pumpkin hat on、oh. Ravelry the other day. And I just thought she would look real cute. But it's kind of like too late to do it for Halloween. Yeah. <clears throat> it's basically a cabled hat, a cabled beanie, but it's done in orange. And then there's like directions to make like the top look like a stem. That's awesome. Yeah. It would be super. Well, if you send it to me, I can make it for next year because that's about、yeah. as fast as I knit. So that's true. That's true. It's super be cute. Good, well, the pattern, too, I think it's a pay for pattern, but it comes, from, it comes in sizes from like babies to adults. Well, listen, then we can have matching ones. Can you please send that to me? Yeah, I will send it to you. Just before we started recording, Twee's like, You don't have anything cute? And I'm like, No. And she's like, <laughs> Why don't you have anything cute? But now if she sends me this, Dear listeners, yeah, I will have something cute. I can, yeah, I keep saying dear listeners too, by the way, because、yeah. I've just been listening to Welcome to Night Vale. Like, oh, so it's just、yeah. like me, I, Channel I, and Cecil. We know so many people who are really obsessed with that. It's a podcast. I tried listening to like one episode a while back and I, I just wasn't into it. It's、and、really I, weird. Yeah, but people are into it. No, you're people, either into it or you're not. I mean, I will try it again. I should listen to a whole episode. It's just. I think when it started, I was, I was not in the mood and just, it was just, I, was, I wasn't sure what it was. I told him,、uh, Iron Muffin, I was like, you should listen to this. And he's like, oh no, it's not for me. I'm like, you should listen to this. And he's like, no. And then our friend Althea told him at the wedding、yeah. we went to, she's like, no, it's cool. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone and ish、mm-hmm. and like blah, blah. And I was like, hmm. Let's, and then we, we get in the car to come back from the wedding and he's like, can you put the first episode on? <laughs> he's. He's so funny. I'm showing you the hat. Oh, that hat's cute. Yeah, yeah. send it to me.、I'll、okay. All right. We'll leave it nameless for now so we can talk about it next time. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's the only thing. What about you? Okay.、Um, I'm working on a lot of things because I have not, well, I haven't been reading as much in the last couple weeks. So sad. I know. I just haven't been like, my attention span's been really like just terrible. And I haven't been really able to get into anything too much. Which means that I've been knitting a lot though,、uh, because that's, you know, I'm not reading in the evenings. Usually I'm knitting.、Mm-hmm. So, because that's my life, people. That's my life. And so I started a new sock. <clears throat> I'm working on it right now. And I've been watching a lot of podcasts recently, and some people are working on really cute socks made out of just like commercial. Uh, Self patterning yarn like Opal and Regia and stuff, and it just made me really want to make a pair. And so instead of you know, doing what I want to do, which was to go online and buy five balls of you know, oval sock yarn, I decided to dig around in my stash to see if I had some because I knew I did probably. I just wasn't sure if there would be anything you know, I was in the mood for. you know? And so I pulled this out, which is a really old skein. I don't know when I got it. I'm sure I got it online. And I know it's opal, 
I don't really have the colorway name. There was a label on it, but I'm pretty sure it was incorrect mm. because when I looked up the, you know, like sort of the line, the opal line and the color number that was on the label, it was a totally different color. Oh, right. So I just think it was like mislabeled or wherever I bought it from. Maybe like the labels got switched because I think I bought it on, you know, eBay or something. This is a while. This is years ago. Mystery yarn. Yeah. But anyway, it's a mix of blues basically it's like light blue and navy and like white Mm -hmm. you know it's like a blues mix I would say and I have about I don't know like half a sock done it's great it's self-striping yeah it's self-striping but like you know it's kind of like got that opal thing where it's like stripes but also like little like bands of sort of fake fair isle and my leg fell asleep. Oh, you're, you can really got off the bed because your leg fell asleep. And yeah, I have about, I don't know, four or five. I did like, I've done like two inches of ribbing and then like two and a half, three inches of like leg. Yeah. And so I am, there's no pattern. I'm just kind of doing a vanilla sock. I've started with 60 stitches and two by two ribbing. And then before the stockinette started, I switched to... Oh, I decreased to 56 stitches, which is kind of my normal. Awesome. And I'm just using these wooden, I think these are Knitter's Pride double-pointed needles. Mm -hmm. They are wood needles. They're size zero. I think I bought them for what I think I had, I was somewhere else and I did not have my, I lost the needle or I didn't have um, the needles I wanted. And so I ended up buying these. And they're not bad. Um, I just don't prefer to use, like, wooden needles and this small of a a needle size. Yeah, because they get really sort of fragile. Like, they're woods. You know, size zeros are pretty small. I really love my carbons. Those are my favorite. But I couldn't find a pair that was unoccupied. So (laughs) I, I pulled these out. And they're perfectly fine. I don't like. I don't mind the way they feel. I do wish they were a little sharper, uh, because I like really sharp needles, especially uh, like sock needles, because the yarn is so thin. I like. I like. I like sharp needles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, the socks are going pretty well. I haven't done a ton of work on them. I I bring them to work, and occasionally I'll just like do a few stitches here and there. Like, you know, sometimes if I'm waiting for my computer, or if I'm on like a conference call or something weird. So I haven't gotten a ton done on them but I like the striping it's not crazy I mean I wish they were like crazy colors but they're not but I mean it's nice that's nice it looks like um winter time yeah oh yeah just kind of like a winterland mix or something yeah a lot of blues and grays and like white so pretty plain but um I'm liking working with it at least this way too if I use up a couple of the older skeins like this that I have yeah I can justify buying more basically that's my dastardly plan is just to buy more sock yarn. So. Understood. Yeah. Mwah-ah-ah-ah. So I'm working on those. I have also done a little bit of work on my sock head hats. Where is that guy? He's hanging out in my you so-and-so bag, my little rainbow cloud you so-and-so bag. I love, I love him. That. And this is, yeah, my sock head. This is the one I am making out of the Lemonade Shop uh, Simple Sock in the Stormy Day colorway. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not much to report on this one. Sockhead is a very sort of mindless, boring knit. 
I brought it to the movies a couple of weeks ago when I went, and that was fun, you know, just knitting, knitting, knitting in the movie. And, oh, I did I knit recently. I was in line at a bookstore for a while, and I had this, which was cool. And, yeah, how much do I have done? Let's see. We have a lot done. Well, I did about four inches of ribbing, and this is the one I I cast on fewer stitches than the pattern calls for. The pattern calls for 128 stitches, or no, 144 stitches, and I cast on 128 because the last sock hit I made was, I thought, too loose. So this one, I'm going to try it on for Kimberly. She's, like, standing up and knitting, which is funny to me. Um, So this one seems much more, like, a normal size to me, like the... Like the yeah, I the think, width of it. I mean I think the you need yeah. Bind off like. No, I mean I'm gonna make it kind of slouchy. slouchy. Well, it's also meant to. I'm gonna have to decide whether or not I want to. The p- pattern itself, most people like fold up the brim a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They fold up the brim, mm-hmm. so like you lose a lot of the length. I see. Okay. Yeah, and so I'm gonna have to decide if I want to. Because I'm, um, to, like, not, like, fold it up. You know what I mean? So, and it's meant to be really slouchy, though. I'm not going to make it as slouchy as the original version is because the original version is real slouchy. <laughs> like, too slouchy. I wish I looked, I mean, it would probably look okay. I don't know. I've seen people wear slouchy hats. I mean, it looks good on them. Yeah. I don't know if it looked good on me, but it'll be fine. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I have faith. yeah, I'm still working on this. I yeah, I have to figure out <clears throat> whether I I prefer to you know wear it with the brim turned up or not because that'll really affect how long I make right. it. So, but it's really fun. I you know I love this yarn. It's so pretty and just these little blips of rainbow make me so happy. Yeah, it's really pretty. Little rainbows. They're so cute. They're tiny rainbows. Tiny rainbows on my head. <laughs> and what else am I working on? Uh, I am working on, oh, the big thing I'm working on, big literally and figuratively. I love it. Yeah, is I started a sweater in the time we, since we last recorded. Uh, I have been meaning to make this sweater. I think I queued it a long time ago, but, uh, Tracy from the Thimble and Thread Make podcast, she has been talking for the last couple months um about making the same sweater she made one version um this is the super bulky grandpa cardigan by hohi locatelli Mm -hmm. and so she made she bought some cheap acrylic to make one to see you know she liked it and she found some really cheap yarn on sale and she'd never made a sweater before so she knits a lot of stuff but not like garments usually and so she'd been talking about it, and she tried, you know, you know, I watched a few episodes, and she, like, made it, and it looked so cute and, like, just comfy on her. And then she decided to host a knit-along uh, in her podcast group, and I had been sort of thinking about making this one for a while, and I had some stash yarn that I thought would work for it. So I just decided, like, what the hell? I'm just going to make one of these, even though... I don't know when I'm going to wear a super super bulky wool sweater in Southern California. It doesn't make any sense, you know, but I mean. I buy wool coats all the time. Yeah, but still, I feel like a coat you can get away with more than a sweater. It's beautiful, though. Um, 
Plus, you, like, go to the East. You go to the East Coast in, like, England. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's impractical, but I don't care. And I've been kind of wanting to make it anyway, so. And I just thought that it would be sort of a good, like, I'm the same way. I haven't really finished an adult garment before. And I thought this would be sort of an easy pattern to do because the, the yarn is so thick that it would go really quickly. And I had stash yarn. I've been actually, you know, like I've been hanging on to this uh, stash yarn for a long time. And it's been in my D stash for a while, at least a couple years. And no one's like, no one's bitten, even though like, the, you know, I'm not selling it for, I wasn't selling it for very much. And so I just, yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to use it. No one's going to buy it. I'm just going to use it. So the wool is Rowan Big Wool, Yay. which I think they still make. Just... I don't, I don't know. know. A lot of the stores near us don't carry Rowan anymore, uh, so I don't know. I think they still make it. I'm pretty sure this color is discontinued, though. Uh, the colorway is number 20, and it's called Lucky, it's really which crazy. isn't very descriptive at all. It is sort of a, I would call it like a dusty, like lavender. Yeah. It's kind of like sort of between mauve and purple. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a strange color, but I like it because it's kind of, got that grayish tone that mo some moths do, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so I am making, I think the size 42, like I think the finished measurement is 42, cause I wanted it to be kind of, I wanted it to have ease. Like some people have made it with not a ton of ease and it looks more fitted, but this is bulky. I'm not gonna want a bulky fitted cardigan. And so I, I tried to pick a size that would have at least a few inches of ease. And so I did a gauge squash, like a good girl, and on the recommended needle size, which was a US 15, which is very large, right? It's funny because I'm making, all the, I have like two or three products going on size zero needles, and then I have like this project going on in 15s. But I made it a gauge swatch, and the called for ga uh, gauge is seven stitches per four inches. And I oh was getting... God eight stitches for four every four inches yeah. but I was already I like I thought the fabric was fine and I was already on a 15 I really did not want to go up to like a 17 or something ridiculous right when we get that big I, they hurt my hands no they do they do they hurt my hands too and I have to I'm a continental knitter so wait is that continental no I'm an English style knitter so I throw the yarn and is that what I, I do yeah and so on, at least for me, when I use bulky yarn too, and or like big needles, like I feel like I have to throw it like further sort of, yeah. like around further. And it, the motion actually gets uh, more painful, like sooner, you know, like if you knit for a long time anyway, like, you know, you'll get sore and you should take breaks and stuff. But when it's bulky yarn and bulky needles, I feel like that happens a lot faster. So... I didn't want to go up another needle size, so I just figured, you know what? I didn't even do any math. <laughs> I'm, like, terrible. I just said, I'm off by a stitch, but I'm picking a size that I think will have a few inches of ease. Like, I'm just going to go for it and, you know, cross my fingers that it ends up in a size that fits me. You know what I mean? Right. I just said, Hail Mary. I don't care. You know, uh... I mean, I could have done the math. I just didn't want to. Yeah. So 
Uh, but so far, it seems like it's working out okay. I've done a lot of it. Like the collar, it's knit in one piece, which is kind of is fun. You knit this garter section in the back of the back collar. And then you start like increasing for like the raglan. And then like you put sleeves on a holder and you do all this stuff. And so, so far I have most of a sweater done. I am missing one sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, on one side, and then, like, I'm about halfway done with the first leaf. That's not bad. So I don't have a ton to do. I'm going to put it on for Kimberly so she can see how it fits, okay? Oh, oh sorry. Wool in my donuts. Which, I like the color most of Yeah, all. the color is fun. I do remember buying this color. I think I bought it online ages ago. Sorry, I don't want to get my double pointed needle stuck. It's already stuck on something. Uh-oh, sorry, guys. Hang on one second. My double pointed needle took... Just pull it out. Okay. There oh, we there go. We go. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, that's really nice. Ugh, sorry, it's very bulky. So, all right, this giant collar. Hold up. So, ugh. how long did it take you? Um, I think I started this about a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I have buttonholes, but I don't have any buttons. So far, I think it's gonna fit. I might end up blocking it a little too, so it gets a little looser. It's super cute. <laughs> it's like. I'm gonna be so huge in Let this. Let me take a picture with your phone. Oh no. No, I don't think we need a picture yet. Not yet? Yeah, not yet. Especially in this terrible lighting. After I've eaten a giant bowl of pasta and two pieces of garlic bread. I think we need a picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks fantastic. I think yeah, it's I did a little bit of sort of fudging. What's that for? What's the. Oh, it's just my. Um, this is a progress keeper. Because oh. I wanted to remember where the um, beginning of the round is. Oh, got it. Because it's the bottom of the sleeve or under my arm. And so I did a little bit of fudging on the sleeve decreases just because um, I did it as the pattern stated originally, but the rate of decrease was too slow for me. Um, like the top of the sleeve was, yeah. I needed to de- decrease it because just the number I think that it just started with was too wide for my um, like upper arms, Right. which is never the case. I don't know. I think my... Um, I think my stitch gauge in the round is probably looser than, like, knitting flat, which is what I measured my gauge on. So I think that's why the sleeve might be coming out, like, bigger than I anticipated. So I'm just, I kind of fudged the, yeah, I kind of fudged the sleeve decreases so that I cinched it up, like, right under the arm so it got smaller right away because it was bigger, like, like, I don't know, like an inch bigger. And it was just, like... I felt too weird. I don't know. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to fit, but I didn't like it. So I ripped I had done, like, half a sleeve, and then I ripped it out and redid it. It's lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. I feel like I'm actually going to finish this. Right. Which will be crazy because I've never, yeah, I've never finished a garment for myself. I've done a lot of baby garments, and I've abandoned garments for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just not, I mean... It's wanted to be kind of just like a nice house sweater, you know, because I don't think it'll be cold enough really to wear it outside. But you never know. No. It reminds me of you too, because you used to wear you used to wear a lot of bulky sweaters. I still have a couple bulky yeah. sweaters. Yeah, and yeah, you always were cute in them. But thanks. Yeah. I usually wear like short sleeves or no sleeves. And yeah, like and I'm not yeah, a very I get I don't I don't get very cold either, so it's a little impractical, yeah. but. That's lovely. I can't wait for you to finish it. That's beautiful. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Do you think you'll finish it before the end of the 
before the next podcast? Maybe. I mean, if I keep working on it, like, the thing, too, I've realized, I think, is, like, at least with sweaters, because, you know, there's a lot of, like, you know, pattern notes and, like, you have to read and, like, you know, follow directions. Uh, I think a lot of times why maybe I've halted on other things is because I've left them for long periods of time and then come back and then... You're lost. Like, not know where I am. And, you know, with this, I've, like, almost worked on it exclusively for the last week. But because I've done that, it was really easy to, like, you know, follow the pattern directions and, like, make notes and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm going to keep going on that just so I don't lose momentum. I mean, really, I only have sleeves left and then blocking it and then if I have buttons to put on. But even if it never gets buttons, I, I'm kind of okay with that because I don't think I really button it. I just thought they looked nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, yeah, the model pick the model version of it in the design page has buttons and it looked nice it's a really pretty tweet. so yeah it's been really exciting so thanks to tracy from uh, thimble and thread for kind of pushing me into doing that so she's making another one so she made one already so she bought like a nicer yarn you know to make another one so that's been really fun i think this knit along lasts at least to the beginning of November. I think it's to like maybe the end of November or something. So if anyone else wants a super bulky cardigan to wear around the house, you should definitely check out her podcast group to see what's going on there. I think she's got some prizes and stuff too. And just to see like there's already, you know, I think like eight people have finished their cardigans already because it's really like, yeah, it's so bulky. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of really into sort of chunky knits right now. Which is crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> can really, you looked worried for a second. I thought you were going to say something to me like, yeah, you are crazy. No, I love chunky knits. I, I'm not, I don't have the body for it. I don't have the body I for it. I don't either. Not but, to, you know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think, uh, the last time I knit something chunky was a really long time ago. Yeah. I just didn't look right. And that could be for various reasons, like the pattern wasn't right, or maybe the yarn I used wasn't great, but... Normally, I don't really like huge, chunky stuff. But, right. yeah, I mean, I love chunky yarn. And when I lose 50 pounds, I will definitely be <laughs> knitting more with chunky yarn. Yeah. Also, I'm really bad at, um, you know, I need, like, immediate gratification. Right. So, chunky yarn is it's really nice, for me, which is why I don't like socks. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, think about it. It's true. I mean, those aren't, well, at least for me, they're, like, socks aren't that quick. But chunky yarns are nice. And, like, Knit Picks just released, like, a super bulky yarn. Mm-hmm. Called, I think super tough puff. They have a tough puff already, which I think is probably about this, like the same as the big wool, but mm-hmm. single ply. Mm-hmm. And they just came out one that's even bulkier, called super tough puff. And they like, I really want some, either one, tough puff or super tough puff. In like, they have a mint green, nice. and I really want it. And another side, if you didn't know, um, Kristen Ritter, uh, the actress, uh, who's in. Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones and when you know was in like Veronica Mars and stuff she's a knitter mm-hmm. and she posted recently like actually two things recently that she knit two super bulky sweaters oh, nice. and they were like she posted a picture of one of them and I think it was a wool in the gang pattern and wool in the gang wool and it was like sort of a long coat and she took a picture of herself in it and was like yeah awesome cardigan you know and I sent the picture to our friend Althea and said please talk me out of making this from the new, like, Knit Picks yarn. And she said, oh, she's like, love you, but no. She was like, you know, she's like. She's not going to, she's going to enable you. No, no. So she said, no, don't do it. She oh, said, really? Yeah. I said, like, I said, 
talk me out of this because I know it'll make me look terrible. Yeah. But looking at this picture of Jessica Jones, I really want to do it. And she said, she's like, oh no, don't do it. She's, she's like, don't do it. You know, it looks good on her, but that's because she's about like two inches wide. Yeah. She's like, but I still kind of want to. I know. And it's like even bulkier than this and it'll she probably does. be super heavy. Yeah. I mean, that's but the, I kind of want to. That's the thing. That's like my new rule when I go clothes shopping. It's like, you can't, you cannot buy something, mm-hmm. even if you love it, if you look like garbage in it. Well, if you, as long as you don't feel like garbage, I think it's okay. Yeah, but I mean like... But sometimes looking like garbage listen, makes you feel like garbage. I yeah. really, really like big bulky sweaters, yeah. and it adds like 20 pounds to it. It does. It does. And I love big bulky sweaters. Like I love like thinking about wearing them and drinking hot chocolate and reading on a cold winter day. <laughs> I live in Southern California... And I'm probably 20 pounds, 30 pounds overweight. So buying a huge bulky sweater or knitting a huge bulky sweater is not in my best interest. Yeah. But so that's like kind of my rule, especially when you knit something and you spend so much time and investment. Yeah. In it. I would say if you're going to wear it, then it's cool. Yeah. But, but I'm just like, uh, I, can't I mean, I'm not really sure if I'm going to end up wearing this, but I had the wool. Like I had the yarn. You look so great. So I didn't feel too bad about it. And no one was, yeah, like, like I said, no one was. Buying the yarn off of me in Ravelry, so that, I said, let's It's not that bulky. It. Like, it's yeah. bulky, but it's it's, it's yeah. former fitting than you think it's going to be. Right. It's not just, like, hanging. I mean, it's not, like, crazy chunk. Like, it's not, like, the, the super tough puff from, like, Knit Picks is, like, I swear to God, I think it's one stitch to the end or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't go that bulky. But I, I do think maybe at some point I'll buy a couple of skeins maybe to make a hat or something. Just so I can get that, you know itch out of the way so I don't have to like think about it anymore so damn you Jessica Jones for being adorable and a good knitter and looking great because you are super skinny it's awesome um, yeah so yeah that's my super bulky grandpa card again and I think that's kind of yeah all I've been knitting I've yeah mostly been knitting this card again so cool yeah Next category. Next category. Faux show. Faux show. We got nothing faux show. We, uh, we got nothing to show you no guys. No faux show. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't finished anything. You haven't finished anything, No, right? what did I finish? What? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? I finish, I'm going to finish this donut. Can I talk about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we, already, podcast, we already talked about done. it for 15 minutes, so I don't You're think we right. need to talk about the donuts right. again. Can't even talk about yeah, we can't even talk about that. No so. show. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up is Cued. Uh, I didn't have anything, but actually, I do have one thing. I am going to make a hat for my brother for Christmas. Lucky duck. Yeah, I haven't made one for him in a while, and he used to like them. I don't know if he still I'm does. Sure he I guess. Them. Yeah. I mean. He's kind of a boring guy, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't like a ton of colors. I'm sure he doesn't want anything, like, crazy for Isle or anything like that. he would do something crazy for him. He would just think I was, he would just think I was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I am going to make him the Antler Hat by Tin Ken Knits. Oh, cute, yeah. Yeah, I've made that hat before, and um, it's a really nice pattern. I think it's really unisex, and... Uh, yeah, I think Have you thought about making it for the entire family? I mean, it could. It could be a family of reindeer. (laughs) They could be. I am probably going to try to make my, uh, older niece, who's 18, a hat, and maybe a cowl set. She just moved to San Francisco earlier this year, a couple months ago, for school, Mm -hmm. and for college, and... That'd be awesome. It is 
colder there. It's funny. I think I gave her, I gave her um, other grandma, like my sister-in-law's mom, a hat for last Christmas. And I remember like at Christmas she was opening it and she put it on, you know, with a grandma and we were just talking about it. And my niece was like, like, well, if you don't want a grandma, I'll take it. (laughs) I just remember thinking that's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do think her grandma kept it, um, but it just made me think, oh, I should probably make her. I've made her stuff before, but I think it's just harder for me sometimes to think of what a teenage girl would like in the way of like hat and scarf or any kind of knit thing. Because I'm so, I'm, an, I'm clearly I'm not a teenage girl, and they can be so picky, you know? I just remember when I was that age, and my mom would buy me clothes or something, and I, it was just so not me, you know? And I didn't want to be that, like, you know, relative or aunt or whoever is just giving, like, this teenager, like, unfashionable things she doesn't want, and she has to pretend to like, and then return behind my back, you know? And so uh, I've been sort of searching for, like, a, maybe a hat and cowl set or scarf set that I can make for her that I think would look sort of, I don't know, stylish for like an 18 year old. I don't know. I don't know what they like. What are 18 year olds like? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Boys? so yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe she doesn't actually even girls? seem that boy crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I'm so detached. I know. Right. Um, well you only know what six month olds like, so yeah, and even that is sometimes a mystery. That is a mystery. So I'm actually on the lookout for something for her. I do have some stash drawn I think I'm going to use for her. That's sort of a thick and thin um, kind of like I would say heavy worsted bulky yarn, which I think uh, it's probably good for her because it's kind of more trendy. You know, like I think like I said, like chunkier knits I think are sort of trendy right now. Um, and I think as a teenager she might she might – and she's super skinny and cute. Like, she can rock that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's an aside. Because um, we were talking about family hats. Anyway, I'm making my brother the ha- antler hat. I haven't started it yet. I did just wind the yarn a couple of days ago. And I'm going to use Malabrigo Rios. I have two skeins. I'm not going to need two for this. But I have two skeins in the cocoa colorway, which mm-hmm. is a really, really nice, like, dark brown. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to knit this as part of our hat knit along. Mm -hmm. We have the harvest hat along that's still happening up until November 15th. Yay! Yay! And we're hosting that with Vanessa of the Kilt Crab Podcast. Yay! Yay! Hi, Nessa. And um, actually, uh, another one of our podcasting friends, uh, Annie of the Petite Weaver Crafts Podcast, just started a hat knit along too. Oh, great. Yeah. So that knit along is, I think it's just called. You mean the, I'm behind for two hat knit Yeah, you are. You are. Whoa. You got to get on that. Whoa. Yeah. No more, like, anything for me. I mean, yeah, no more anything. No more. That's it. No. We just have to make hats until Christmas. It's like no sleeping. Yes. So, yeah, Annie is hosting, uh, I think it's just called the Petite Weaver Crafts hat along. And I'm not sure how long it runs. It already started. I'm pretty sure it started, um last weekend Mm -hmm. and it goes for at least a month it could be longer it could be till the end of november maybe but don't quote me on that go to her uh podcast group just petite we were crossed to check it out and you know double dip like there's other i'm sure there's other hat knit alongs going on too i would totally recommend joining them all because a lot of them uh are having uh prizes and things like that i know um annie is gonna have some prizes and we have some prizes and yeah, so I'm gonna make the antler hat for my brother for that. Nice. 
Yeah. But that's all I've got really cute right now. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we have in my mailbox. In my mailbox. In my mailbox. What's in your mailbox? Um, I received a couple of things in the last couple of weeks that I didn't talk about. These are things that um, I won or were given. So the first thing, I won a couple of skeins of yarn from um, Mara, who is Orange Knits on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She is the designer behind uh, a lot of soft patterns, but uh, the one you might know is the Rose City Rollers, which were those little ankle yeah. socks that I made a while ago. Uh, since then, she's released a bunch of other sort of uh, ankle sock patterns that are really, really cute. And I haven't bought any of them yet, but I plan to because I want to make them. Because making a sock without, like, a long leg makes them actually really, really fast. So uh, she had an Instagram contest, like, maybe a month or two ago, um, just sort of celebrating friendship and just, like, you know, all that good stuff. Like, you know, Instagram friends and knitting friends. And... It was for you to tag, like, one of your knitting friends, and if you won, then both of you would get, like, two skeins of yarn from her stash. So I actually won with Vanessa from Kilt Craft. Nice. Which was awesome, because she is my fun knitting friend. And so the yarn came a couple of weeks ago, and I just haven't talked about it. So the first skein that um, I got was Socks That Rock, 100% Superwash Merino. This is the lightweight um, base. And... The colorway is Dutch Canyon. Pretty. Yeah, it is a variegated yarn, and it has a lot of colors in it. There's like a peach, and a pink, and sort of a sagey green, and a denim blue, and like a magenta, and orange. Orange. So it's a really fun uh, skein of yarn. I have some socks that rock, but I've actually never knit with my socks that rock yet. It's a very, um, I would say, round sort of yarn. You know, it's very, I don't know. I've, it's always struck me as being just like a very, yeah, like bouncy and round. So this will be really fun. You <laughs> look so serious right now. And then the uh, other skin that I won is Orange Jellyfish Dream. Oh, that's which, really pretty. Yeah, and I follow her on Instagram too. She makes some really beautiful stuff. And I've never used her yarn before, so that's really cool. This colorway is called Fire on the Mountain. Mm. Uh, this is the sock base, which is 75, 25, superwash merino, and nylon. And, yeah, this colorway is mostly orange and I would say sort of charcoal gray. Yeah. And then little blips of, like, mint green, which is really cool. Like a little, like, section of mint green. So, yeah, these are really, really fun. Um... Thanks, Maura, for having this fun contest. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so this is fun. So generous. So generous. And then the other thing I received in the mail is actually for you guys. It Ooh. is a skein of the Lemonade Shop. <gasps> yeah, this is, yeah, I talked about it a little while ago. Um, but let's see, sorry, I'm like trying to read the little card. Uh, Heather from the Lemonade Shop offered to send us a skein of her stormy day colorway because I'm knitting with it right now on my sock head hat. It's really pretty. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she sent me uh, this skein for you guys. And I'm super jealous because there's like a button pack in here. Yeah. Like there was these cute little pin back buttons uh, of sort of her original um, designs. And they're like skeins of like, there's like a, her logo is uh, a lemon, but it's drawn to look like, it's a lemon made out of a skein of yarn. And they all have little faces on them. Here's a hat with a little face on it. And 
a little skein of yarn with the face on it and socks. They're super cute. I love it when you put a little face on anything, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like food, inanimate objects. Very cute. Like, I just love it. So that is really fun. This is on her, I'm pretty sure, her, like, just sock face. And Stormy Day is the, like, light gray with the rainbow um, section on it. And... Thank you so much, Heather, for sending us this. I'm definitely going to give it away. I'm thinking maybe I'll save it for our 50th episode, yeah. which is coming up in, you know, just a, we're on, I think, 47 right now, so we have a few more episodes. Um, but I think for 50, uh, we'll have some kind of contest. Yay! Yay! Like so, that. yeah, look forward to that. And then next up, um, similar but different, is retail therapy. Retail therapy, and by similar and different, you mean not Different Not all. different at all. Nope. Well, I didn't pay for these. Yes, but so, all about yarn. Do you have any retail therapy? No. No? Mm-mm. I'm being good. I know. It's a bummer. Why are you being good? It's a bummer. Uh, what should I talk about first? So many things. I <clears throat> I stopped by the Alder Stitch last week and picked up some yarn. Oh, nice. I hung out with a couple of knitter friends and could not go home with stuff. But in my defense, they bought more than me. Hmm. I'm just saying. So <laughs> I bought two skeins of um, this is more Malabrigo Rios. And I just couldn't say no. This is the only two skeins they had of this colorway. It's called Glitter. And when you look at it, you think it's going to be like, I don't know, hot pink or something or something bright. But it's not. It's actually a very autumnal color. It is a sort of, I would say, in like in this light it looks more brown, but um, when I bought it, it looked more yellow. It's sort of like a golden yellow with brown tones, mm-hmm. but it's also like some got green gray and green in it. It's pretty. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. I really liked it. It just reminded me of fall, and there were only two skeins left. So you took them. So I just took them. Nice. I've been uh, sort of looking through Ravelry. I think I'm going to make some kind of a really squishy shawl like a you know because this is like a sort of dk worsted weight and i think it'll just be nice and squishy look how fall like it is that's cute right that's really nice sorry guys um so yeah that's two skins of rios and then i also picked up and some fiber i haven't spun in a long long time it does look like cotton candy i haven't spun in a long time but i've been really Meaning to start it up again, especially since I made that handspun hat recently. I had fun with it. And so, you know, to get handspun yarn, you got to spin some yarn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could buy it, but it's expensive. And <laughs> it's more fun to make your own. So one of the people I hung out with last weekend um, is Nicole from uh, who made this. It's really it's Mork, beautiful. Mork Made Fiber Company. Mork Made? Like yeah. Min- Mork and Mindy? Yeah. <laughs> like Mork. M-O-R-K. And you can find her on MorkMadeFiberCo.etsy.com. And she uh, is local. She's in L.A. She actually lives in North Hollywood, really close to the Alter Stitch. And we met up with Annie from Petite Weaver and uh, had lunch at Harvest Moon, Mm -hmm. which you like. It's right across the street from the shop. And uh, they sell her... uh, handmade bats there and bats are different i mean i don't know like a lot about them uh but they're different than just regular spinning fiber because they're sort of i don't even know the way they're made you i think you like 
comb them or something. So it's like they're really fluffy, but she like, they don't come like this. So she has all these different elements, like these different colors and the Stellina she has, and she blends them and then like makes these little, um, these are like little baby bats. This is like batlings. They're like just little, little, little balls. Usually a bat's like a big fluffy sort of piece of fiber, but yeah. these are just like babies. Yeah. And so this is just, I think one ounce. It's beautiful. I love and, that. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's really beautiful. The base is sort of a cream color, but it has purples and pinks and a little bit of turquoise and some like fun silver Stellina type stuff. And so I think this will be really fun to spin. I, I don't think it'll make a ton because it's only an ounce, but I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to make enough to, you know, make it as an accent in a hat or like mitts or something. So yeah, it was really exciting. And uh, yeah. I hopefully I'll spin it soon. It's beautiful. <laughs> hopefully. Um, but yeah, I really like it. I think I'm going to have fun at least spinning something different than yeah. um, like a regular, you know, bump of fiber. So yeah, I just bought that shop. What else did I buy? Oh, I also stopped by the new shop that I talked about last time, oh, SoCal yeah. Knits. Mm -hmm. And they are, um, you know, still... Um, I think they're still kind of, you know, getting all of the stock of yarn in. I mean, they still, of course, they had yarn there, but I still think um, things are coming. Mm -hmm. So it's mostly, I would say, more commercial yarn with a smattering of like indie dyers. Mm -hmm. I know they change yeah. as they go. Yeah, and they, I mean, right now they have like Shibui and I think some Classic Elite. Uh, but they also had, you know, some gradient sense by Knitted Wit and some other stuff. So that was fun and. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they just opened, and I just stopped by. They're really close to where I live. All right. Yeah, and so I picked up just one skein of yarn, and this is yarn I've never seen before. It's called Yarn and Soul, <laughs> which is cute. Soul, like S-O-U-L, and like they spell it, the O is a ball of yarn. That's really cute. Which is really cute. And this is... I like how clever everybody is. I know. I'm really? not that clever. Um, this is Superfine 400, which I'm pretty sure is a fingering weight. Uh, yeah, it looks to be fingering weight. And this is 100% Superfine Alpaca. And 100 grams with 400 yards. And this, there's only, there's no colorway names, at least on this tag. It's color 3097, which I don't know if you could see it, but it's a really beautiful heathered, like dark green. Oh, God, it's so soft. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. I really like alpaca. Yeah, alpaca's too. my favorite. It's really soft. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's certain things I don't like about it. Like, it doesn't have as much memory as uh, wool, and it can be a little itchy for me because I have kind of sensitive skin, mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of, you know, hairy, but I love, I do love alpaca, and it's I haven't knit with it in a long time. I love it. And so I... This will be such a treat. I know. It will be a treat. I, I think I'm going to... I haven't looked at this yet, but I think I'm going to try to match it with another skein of alpaca yarn mm -hmm. that I Something got. Something bright? Uh, yeah, like lighter. It's like hot pink or something. Yeah, I, ha I have a skein of alpaca that I received from Katie from Inside Number 23 a while back in a sort of a swap. And it is like a cream-colored base with like other, you know, colors in it. So it's it's much lighter. Uh, but I do think it has like a little bit of green in it. So I'm hoping that they go together. And that's alpaca too because I wanted to kind of 
like you can knit alpaca with like wool or something, but I, because of sort of the drape and stuff of alpaca, I wanted to find something that sort of had a similar property. Yeah. And this alpaca was really pretty. Yeah. I like the heather. I like the heather. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really pretty. So, and yeah, and I wanted to buy something since I was at the store and... You know, support your local yarn. Yeah, support your, support your local yarn store. Um, yeah, it was very cute. And, I mean, I'll definitely think I will be back. Okay. Yeah, so, about that. And then I also received some yarn from Ravelry D Stash. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kimberly doesn't really follow sort of nitty news, but um, Megan from the Cyborg Craft Room, which is what this yarn is from, she passed away recently. Oh, like that's a, sad. I was like maybe in the last month or something, and it was really sudden. And I'd always been meaning to buy her yarn um, because she, I mean, one they're beautiful, but she actually had this whole line of yarn inspired by the Parasol Protectorate series by oh, Gail yeah. Carriger, and we love that series. And so I always meant to buy maybe a couple skeins from like that line at least, you know. But she had other stuff that I was really interested in. And when I heard this, it was just, like, super sudden, like, you know, yeah, I just feel bad for, you know, her family, and she was young, I think she was probably younger than us, and so, yeah, like, right when that happened, though, like, suddenly, as you can imagine, like, she only had an Etsy shop, and she'd sold, you know, wholesale to a few places, but not, I don't think very many, but suddenly it was just, like, really hard to get her yarn, of course, right, and so I had try to get a couple of D stashes just because, you know, just by reaching out to people and one of them just never wrote, one of them never wrote me back. And then one of them wrote me to say that her yarn was still available. And I asked her like what her PayPal address was. She just never wrote me back. And I'm assuming either she decided to keep it or someone, I don't know, maybe made her a better offer. And like, I wasn't, you know, I really, I did want some, um, you know, because I had, I had always wanted it, but I wasn't really willing to go like the route of like, you know, if people were going to be selling it for crazy prices or anything like that, you know, I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, but I was like that to me, I'm just like, you know, like, no. So like, it's been like a few weeks and I think I was just, you know, on the Cyborg's Craft and Ravelry page. And a lot of people right now are knitting things sort of in honor of her. Mm -hmm. And there's a hashtag on like Instagram and all that stuff, but I didn't have any of her yarn. So I couldn't, you know, really do that. Um, But someone had posted on that board a couple of weeks ago that they had, you know, some of her skeins that they could let go of. And it, I wasn't sure if they had sold yet because they weren't updated in her Ravelry stash and the post didn't say sold or not. So I just reached out to her and just asked her, you know, hey, you know, your post still says like these are available. Like, you know, they're probably not, but like, let me know if, you know, anything is. And she wrote back really quickly and she was super cool. And she said, oh, like, you know, two of them are available, but I actually have some other yarn in my stash that I might, you know, be willing to part with. Like, do you want pictures? So we went back and forth for a while, and she, like, sent me pictures and, like, all this, like, all that stuff. And so then I ended up buying yarn, and it came, I think, within, like, a couple days, even though she doesn't really live near us. And so, yeah, I have some yarn now, which I'm really happy about. I actually don't have all the names here with me. Sorry, guys. I, because she um, caked some of them up already. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she had all of the tags left, but I'll just <coughs> do the best I can. But the one I was really excited about was this game. And it is the mainframe base, which is 85% pole worth wool, 15% silk. And it's a DK weight. 
<coughs> sorry, uh, with 125 grams in 360 yards. And this colorway is called Solace. Mm. And that's the first, the name of the first book in the Parasol Protectorate series. It's a great series. You should read it. If you have not read it yet, <coughs> it's a lot of fun. Yes, it's like a steampunk and sort of paranormal and there's a little bit of romance in it. And it's just super fun and funny. And they talk about tea a lot, which, you know, if you're a knitter, everyone likes tea. Everyone likes tea. So yeah, so this is the first skein I got. It's Solace, which I love. And then I got another skein called Space Oddity in her Asparkalate sock base, which is 75 merino wool, 20% nylon, 5% stellina. I think it is, I think it might be this one. It's got sparkles. Yeah. Like, as you can see, like, she does really, really beautiful work. Um, oh, it's like soft sparkles. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very subtle. It's silver, it's silver Stellina, though. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a mix of greens and purples and sort of burgundy. It's a very complex color. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, yeah, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And then I got another. I think I like that one the You best. like this one the best? Yeah. I have another one that's sort of similar, but sort of more green and jewel-toned. And I think this is called Enchanted Garden. I'm not sure. This one is another one that doesn't have a tag. And then I have one more that is... Oh, sparkles. Yeah, this is, I think, a sparkle as well. And it is a mix of reds and pinks and browns and purples, mm -hmm. I would say. And again, yeah, sparkly. So, yeah, I'm really glad to have some of Megan's yarn now. I'm, like, you know, bummed that she's no longer with us. But um, I'm so glad bad. I could have, a, like, a little bit, you know, yeah. a little bit of her with me now. And, um... Yeah, I just had to find, like, some special projects to, you know, make with it. So, yeah. Yeah. They're beautiful. All right. I think we're done with knitting segments no knitting. for this week. It's been pretty long. So uh, let's move on to non-knitting, Kimberly. Non-knitting. Non-knitting. Ouch. What are you reading? What am I reading? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I haven't been reading a ton as much as I usually do. Uh, just, I don't know. I just haven't been in the mood. But I have been reading some comics, which I've been copying, like, because they're, you know, usually quicker to read. Yeah. And so I've been trying to concentrate on those so that I can have a huge stack of comics mm -hmm. I've been meaning to read anyway. So uh, the first one I want to talk about is called Velvet. Mm -hmm. I read volume two. And this is a series written by Ed Brubaker. And, oh, my God, I didn't write down who the artist was. So sorry about that. But I will put it in the oh. show notes. I don't think I've seen that. Have you not seen Velvet? No, I don't think so. I'm looking. I'm thinking of the cover for Fade Out. Oh no, that's different. That's a typewriter. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, Velvet is. Uh, if you've read any Ed Brubaker, or well, I mean, not all Ed Brubaker, but he's a big fan of noir. Yeah. And so a lot of his work has is just straight up noir, or has very like noir tones. And so this is kind of in that vein. Uh, Velvet is about a former spy mm -hmm. and this is set in the 70s but she was a spy i think in the maybe like 20 or 30 years ago like you know like from then you know what i mean like the 40s or 50s i can't remember now um but she <clears throat> she was a spy and she sort of retired because she kind of had a mental breakdown because of some stuff that happened and when we come to her like in the beginning of the series she is sort of a quote-unquote secretary. She's like the secretary to the head of, I don't know, I forget what secret organization, you know, the CIA or something, whatever it is. 
But so this is volume two, but in volume one, she gets framed for like a murder and then she has to go on the run and she's trying to figure out who the heck like is trying to frame her and why. Right. But the thing is, like, even though she hasn't been a spy for 30 years, she's a little older. You know, I think she's yeah, I think she's in her like 40s or something. Um, <clears throat> she hasn't lost her touch. I think everyone who didn't know her back then sort of thinks that like. Oh, she's just this like secretary. She's like sort of sassy, but she doesn't really like do much, you know. And but now they're all trying to find her, and they realize, oh, she hasn't lost any of her skills at all. Somehow, you know what I mean? And she's just like kicking her butt, like like you know, in her quest to figure out what the heck's going on, right? So like, there's some flashbacks, and there's some other things. Volume two is like she's on the run, and she's trying to track down people from her past um because like a lot of this i think she thinks it has stems from like something that happened like when she was a spy so she's trying to figure out you know what happened and like how not to like get framed or get killed right so i really like volume two is a lot of sort of like suspense and there's not a lot of text or dialogue not a ton you know what i mean like in some like there's a ton and um i just really like it it's a limited series. It's, um, <clears throat> I think it's only three volumes. And each volume, I think, probably has five, like, maybe, like, five issues or something in it. That's you good. Know? And so I read volume two, and volume three, I think, is out. But I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Huh. I went to the comic shop the other day. They were having a sale. And, of course, I only had one, volumes one and two. Mm. None of my libraries has volume three. I was just like, dang it. I mean, I could buy it online. It's just, I just would rather either get it from the library or, you know, buy it from my local comic shop. And yeah. I mean, they could order it for me. I was just like, you know, there for a sale. And I just figured, oh, if it's there, I'll just get it. But it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a bummer. I would recommend that one. I think you would like it. Oh, good. I'm not sure what, I mean, clearly I haven't read the third volume. I don't know how it's going to end. Uh, but the first two volumes so far were really good. If you like sort of spies and espionage. I love and, that stuff. And it's kind of cool because she's sort of, an, you know, this underestimated woman. She's a little older, but she's yeah. like just badass, you know? Yeah. So that was really good. And then I also read volume one of Bitch Planet. I have never heard of it. You never heard of it? Uh, I think it's um, I think it's an image title, maybe. Hmm. <clears throat> um, it's written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by Valentine Delandro. And it is, I think you would really, really like it, actually. <clears throat> it is, um, it's set in the future at some point, and uh, there is this place, it's basically a jail, but the nickname for it is Bitch Planet, and it's because um, they only send women there. It's like this really crazy sort of, like, patriarchal society where women can be punished for, you know, things like, you know, not conforming or just being too fat or like arguing with her husband or whatever and they send them away to this <clears throat> planet it's like a separate planet where they go to like you know sort of atone and like you know whatever whatever and it's just a really interesting commentary about like you know like society and like what like the expectations of women and and <clears throat> this group of women is chosen to become part of a team to compete in this other crazy thing where normally it's all men who compete against each other um, in some kind of like, well, I don't know if, no, if it's athletic, but it's kind of athletic, but probably violent too. I mean, to me, it's kind of a cross between like The Handmaid's Tale and The Hunk Games, yeah. which is kind of how it seems to me. Yeah. But it's just really, really interesting so far. And um, especially with 
kind of what's going on in the United States right now. It's just kind of an interesting commentary on sort of, you know, just the world and expectations of like women and stuff. And I think you would really like it. I'll have to try it. I, I have to look for both of these at the library. Yeah. I got both of these actually from the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So I was surprised to see that they had Bitch Planet and I picked it up. So, yeah. yeah. So those are both really, really good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. And so, and I've probably been reading something else, but other romance Can't think or of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. So what have you been reading? Uh, I'm going to talk about one that I finished uh, a week ago. It's called A Study in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It's That's by a really good cover. Brittany Cavallaro. 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 Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cavallaro. Cavallaro. That's what um, I'm saying. Okay. We're saying Cavallaro. We're sorry, Brittany. Um, <laughs> it's really good. It's about the descendants of Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and John Watson. Um, Sherlock Holmes awesome. has is long gone, and his great-great-granddaughter is named Charlotte. Holmes and John Watson's great great uh, grandson is named Jamie Watson. They end up in the same boarding school, and they didn't know each other before. They didn't know each other before, and there's like a lot of backstory about how you know they've kind of been always told these family stories mm-hmm. about each other. Um, well, the families didn't stay close or anything. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Holmes is. Yeah, and this this um, this boarding school is in Connecticut, so they're both kind of out of fish out of water. Um, Jamie has gone there for a scholarship and Charlotte has been sent there for um, very mysterious circumstances. Are they both um, English? Uh, yeah. Okay. They're both English. And this is a really good... It's way better than you think it's going to be. There's been a lot of retellings and a lot of, like, you know, different... Mm-hmm. Sherlock um, re- yeah, yeah, Sherlock stuff, but this is really, really good. I really um, impress people to read it. Charlotte is very um, cold, but she doesn't mean to be. She's very um, socially awkward, um, multi-layered, and she's and she's very um, hurt and um, vulnerable, mm-hmm. and hides it really well. They they're basically thrown together because um, someone's trying to frame them for this murder that's happened mm. in the boarding school and it turns out that the murderer has um framed them for like well the the I'm sorry the victim oh. is both um someone who has um sexually assaulted Charlotte oh. and yeah it's like actually really kind of heavy mm-hmm. um and and you know uh and gotten into a physical fight with Jamie mm-hmm. Watson oh I see and then the next day he's dead right so it's obvious that Maybe something is yeah happening, and um, and yeah, it talks about Charlotte or Holmes's um, drug use, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of like really dark, realistic undertones, and it's it, it's very well written. Jamie's a very very full thought out character, and I like that Charlotte is so wonderfully intelligent, and Jamie is kind of along for the ride. There's not <laughs> a lot of books out there where the female is the one that's in the lead, yeah, and the male is is really happy to go along with that. Right, he's, he's like not really, trying to like compete with her yeah, or anything. He's yeah, he's really, really happy with the fact that she is very intelligent. He would just really, I think I think their main source of contention is that he just really wants to 
know what's going on and she doesn't mm-hmm. fill him in all the time right but he is happy to let her take control because he sees that she's brilliant mm-hmm. so if you haven't read a study in charlotte which is obviously a play on the original story a study in pink um you should definitely read it it's it's very well done the second it's a part of a trilogy it's the first book the second book the last oh, of um, august okay well last of august comes out in february or march next year yeah um, and this is about a side character um, who um, is not, you don't meet him in the first book, but his name is August Moriarty. Oh, and he is um, interesting. So that's the second book. And then the third book, I guess, will come out, you know, in a couple years. But yeah. um, I think that that was really I've heard really good, good things about it. And I like the cover a lot. Yeah, it's what, listen, seriously, if you're, if you're going to read like a Sherlock Holmes kind mm. of like retelling or... But this is it. This is just exceptional. So oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll look for it at the yeah, library go tomorrow. For go for it. Okay. Um, that's what I've been reading. Okay. What have you been watching? <clears throat> um, what have I been watching? Um, I'm watching. Oh, I watched Love and Friendship. Oh yeah, the movie starring Kate Beckinsale and is based on a Jane Austen novella. Yeah. I've actually never read this novella. Have you? No. Okay. I've read all of Jane Austen's books like the main books mm-hmm. and there's five of them i've read all of those but i've never read love and friendship uh but it is about an older i think she's a widow mm-hmm. uh, you know it's kate beckinsale and she has a teenage daughter and it's just like a really interesting like if you watch the trailer you'll know like she's just this character that seems sort of unlikable like she's sort of beholden to other people now that uh her husband's dead and they you know how they did back in the day, like the property was like entailed to like the male heir or whatever. And so they really have no place to live and they basically <clears throat> make their lives visiting quote unquote other people, you know, their friends or other family members for like, you know, long periods of time. And that's where they live. They don't really have their own house. And, but because of the way her character is, she's, uh, she can be kind of judgmental and mm-hmm. she's like insulting to people and the but trailer looked really good right but just the way she says it it's very like you know she it's almost like the ultimate like backhanded compliment yeah. the way she's like talks to people and <clears throat> she also like you know is kind of not promiscuous but she i don't know has sort of relationships with like you know other like men but like it's kind of like frowned upon you know what i mean back back in that day and she's very manipulative and it's sort of just about her and her trying to sort of get her daughter married off and um yeah I thought it was really good I actually really liked it she isn't a very likable character um but you kind of see where she's coming from you know she's basically you know she's just like this is how like you got to do it or work you know was it well cast yeah yeah it was Kate Beckinsale and there was a bunch of other like English actors in it I don't know if I I'm sure know who they are but not other stuff you know what I mean and Chloe Sevigny was in it mm-hmm. she was like her American friend and yeah I ended up I wanted to see it in theaters but I just never got around to it and now it's on video and I, I liked it um That's awesome I'll have to rent it you know I'm a, I'm a Jane Austen fan and so are you me too that'll be fun I know I wanted to see it in theaters but I didn't get around to it yeah but that was good and I also watched the um <clears throat> pilot not pilot I guess the first episode I guess it's a pilot of Westworld Right. Which is the new HBO show. I really want to see that. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, thank goodness um, my friend invited me over to watch it because I don't have HBO. And I've only seen the first episode, though. It's a sci-fi 
series, you know, a sci-fi story, which is, I think it's a remake of something that happened that they did a long time ago, like in the mm-hmm. 70s or something, but I've never seen that. And this has like every famous person you can imagine. It's like Anthony Hopkins and Evan Rachel Wood and Jeffrey Wright and the other Hemsworth brother. I think his name is, oh, what's his name? Luke Hemsworth is in it. And, oh, what's his name? James Marsden is in it. There's a ton of like famous people as you're watching it. It's like, it's like so many famous people. But I really like it. I mean, if you like sci-fi, even if you don't like sci-fi, I mean, it's really interesting. It's set in the future, and I don't want to give too much away, but um, I really like it. I want to watch I think there's like three or four episodes out now, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to watch them because I don't have HBO. Mm. So, do you have HBO? Mm, yes. <laughs> I like that you're not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. But I really like it. If you have it, you should you should give you it a try. It. Yeah. You should look for it. Yeah. yeah. And the special effects are really good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, what are you watching? Uh, I'm going to talk about watching a movie that we read a book on like two years ago for book club, yeah. which is Me Before You. That came out in theaters <clears throat> last year or earlier this, this year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I remember because I wanted to see it, but I had the blueberry, so I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's with um, Sam Clarif, Clar- mm, Claffin? Claffin? Something like that. And Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark Clark, who yes. everyone knows as Khaleesi <clears throat> from Game <throat> of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, they stuck really closely with the book, mm-hmm. which I think... You like the book. I do like the oh. book. I know a lot of people don't like the book. Mm-hmm. I know you either really like the book or you really don't like the book. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> for various reasons. I'm not going to get too much into it, but... Right. Um, it was funny because there's a... She has a boyfriend. Amelia Clark's character has a boyfriend <clears throat> who's like... Yes. a Marathon running man They call guy. him, yeah, Marathon Man. And he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually that plays it is Neville Longbottom. Oh, I love Neville. I love Neville. So every time I'm looking at him, I'm going, oh, but it's Neville. I know, Neville's not a dick. He's so nice. So I love Neville. So anyway, um, it was, it was, I think, I think Will Trainer, who is the main male character, he was really well acted and really well done. I think Amelia Clark, I like in general. I mean, I really like her. I do like her, yeah. Yeah, in Game of Thrones. I think she was sort of, Overacting. Mm. Well, she's this. playing this sort of like kooky character. Yeah, there was I mean? like a lot of. If you watch the movie, just pay attention to her eyebrows. There's a lot of acting with her eyebrows, and she doesn't do this normally. And she doesn't do that. It doesn't seem like maybe as, I think, as Khaleesi, she doesn't like eyebrow. Act. I think like that's the thing is that like maybe because I'm so used to her as Khaleesi. Yeah, it's hard and, to which see is her very something cold else. and calculated yeah. and intelligent. And and this girl Lou is is very sweet and charming and quirky and fun, but there's just it, like she wasn't my Lou. I yeah. guess when I read the book, I had a very clear picture of Lou, and and I was really hopeful when she was cast that it would be great. And I, the whole movie was um was good, but I wouldn't, I pro- I probably will never watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like I actually probably good, would read the book again. I guess you think it was a good adaptation. It was a close adaptation. I don't know if I would say it's a good adaptation. Okay. I also think... Um, Did you cry? A little bit. I got teary-eyed. Okay. And I think a couple of the characters were not as I pictured them. Okay. So I, I do feel like, and, and that's with anything, like when you're doing an adaptation from a book to yeah. a film, like, you know, there's going to be disappointments and there's going to be like, oh, this me, you know, like this one did so well and this one did so... But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy I saw it. I think it was, okay. I've it been, was a good film. I don't know. I've been kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. Not because it looks bad at all. It's just, I know the story. It's kind of a sad story. And 
I don't know. Was it sad the the movie? The trailer made it seem super like rom com, which I thought was really weird. At least the trailers I saw. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I think it was misrepresented in the trailers. Okay, but I. Also, well, that's better it, for me though, because I think it would be weird if it was like a rom com. <clears throat> well, I think that um, you know I maybe am not the right person to speak to that because I had already read the book, so I knew what the book was about. I knew what the film was wow. going to be about. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not the same boat as me though. I've read it too. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think I think it was it was good to rent and watch, and and now I'm over it. Okay. You know, you never. I read the sequel and I talked about it on the podcast. You did, yeah. <laughs> and I actually think I'm I might start reading the sequel. Oh, you think you will? Okay. Yeah, I was kind of against it earlier, yeah. and I'm still not totally sure that I want mm. to read the sequel. I like where the first book ended. Yeah. Um, and how you kind of don't know what's going to happen to the characters mm-hmm. and. You know, you're going to kind of like live yeah. in this. I don't think she needed to revisit it. It's mm-hmm. probably a lot having to do with maybe, you know, her publisher wanted her to write yeah. that I mean, I do think and... there were people who were, wanted to know what happened. There probably were readers who wanted to know yeah. what happened. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. you don't always have to know what happens, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, sometimes you just like, you can just imagine it. Stops. it. Yeah. Sometimes you just imagine what happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's a very, it's a well shot film. There's a lot of really fun characters. You know who plays her father? Um. I'm gonna forget his name. Brandon Coyle, Coyle, C O Y L E, I think. Yeah, Coyle. Coyle. He was from North and South, and he was oh, from was Downton North Abbey. Who was he in North and he South? He is Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks with the. I don't. I don't watch a lot of Downton. Downton Abbey. Abbey. Yeah, <clears throat> I was in season one. Um, he's the one. He's the butler. I mean, he's the butler that came in. That he was eventually, you know, oh, the, on trial oh, for his wife's oh, death. I know and, the butler. He's very good. Who was he um, in North and South? He was the um, union yeah. worker, the strike Oh, I leader. love him. Yeah. Yeah, the union. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. The it. one with the daughter. Yeah, the one with the okay, daughter. Okay. Yeah, he's really, really good. I do like him. They're very sweet. <clears throat> and the whole, the, again, the whole movie um, it, it is, you know, perfectly fine. I think, I think I was hoping for more of a, I think I was too excited. Right, right. Well, it's hard when you love a book and you have high expectations of, like, the film or whatever. I have high expectations of anything. Yeah. It's easy to be sort of, like, yeah, let down. And so. nothing against Amelia Clark. She is fantastic. Oh, I love her. I love her. I want to be her friend. Yeah, she's she seems great. like she'd be real fun. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I just think, like, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe, I don't know. It was just I mean, yeah, you probably just had, a, it was like, a really clear idea of who you wanted the character to be sort of in your head and... It's hard for any, I think, actor to fill that, you know? Yeah. So. Well, cool. Is there anything else? I don't know. You watch anything else? Nope. Okay. That was it. That was it. Okay. Are we done with our donuts? I think we're done. That's a lot of sugar. That is a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. Well, thanks for hanging out with us uh, this week, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, I hope you guys have a good Halloween. Uh, You know, we probably won't be recording until maybe after Halloween. After Halloween. Yeah. But... We hope you guys have a lot of fun. Uh, Blueberry is going as a piece of sushi. Yep. Yeah. That'll be exciting. <clears throat> I don't know if I will have a costume yet, but I do enjoy Halloween. Let's if hope any- so. I love costumes. If anyone wants to send me candy, that would be cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I was talking to someone at work, and he's like, I was talking to someone, and he was like, oh, I hate candy corn. And I was like, I love candy corn. Candy corn's delicious. And our mutual friend was like, candy corn is very polarizing. <laughs> she's like, you either love it's candy like, corn or you it's hate It's like Trump candy and Hillary. Corn. It's just polarizing. It's like yeah, it's you're polarizing. Like, what? It was just so funny because really? she's this like innocent little girl and she's like, it's very polarizing. Yeah. She's looking at me and I'm like, yeah, it is. You're right, Elisa. So, 
Oh my god, it was Elisa. It was Elisa, okay. yeah. She's so quirky. You should, you should bring in some candy corn to work, and then you should put, like, a poll. Well, candy corn, yes or no? Yeah, I think I might. I mean, yeah. I, I, now it's now it's now it's on. Now it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, good to talk to you guys, and we will catch you in a couple weeks. Okay, bye! bye. You can find all the show notes on the blog at twistedstitchespodcast.blogspot.com. You can find me, Lee, on Ravelry at fishgirl182 and Kimberly at KimberlyBuzzy. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at Twisted Stitches Podcast. We also have a great Ravelry group that you should definitely join. Thanks for listening.